my God, here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, this project has been in the works since about August. The idea to transition into this podcast is finally here. For those of you that don't know me, hi, my name is Logan Slaughter. When I'm cross-dressing, I go by Logan Hardcore. And this podcast was formerly known as the Hardcore Honest Tea, which was a podcast dedicated to talking shit about pop culture and gay culture. And, you know, I got sober over a year ago. And in that time, I found my conversation often leading back to sobriety and recovery. So what I also found out was that I really enjoyed having conversation with people about their journeys and especially kind of revolving around, you know, the aspects of recovery. And I do know that, you know, many of us are in a 12-step program that has the word anonymous in the name, and I keep others' anonymity very that just that that's very important to me but if people would like to come and share their stories and things they know and want to talk about on this podcast that is what is going to happen there will be some weeks that are just me where we talk about um kind of just going on a topic revolving recovery uh that's going to be today after a little bit of an intro Um, We're also going to have lots of drag race girls. I have a few housewives. I have some people who I have met just in recovery, um, some authors. And that's going to be, I'm really looking forward to this. I have such a passion for this, um, which leads me into, I am now the co-chair of fundraising for the nonprofit organization Gay and Sober. And this came about, I wanted to get involved with recovery in the gay community because I am incredibly passionate about it. I think that the gay community has such a stigma of drugs and alcohol and it is so normalized and it doesn't get talked about or spoken about or realized and it just becomes normal. Um, so I wanted to find a way to use my voice and my platform for my community. And I'm not saying everyone in the gay community has drinking and drug problems. But I don't think it is talked about how much of a problem there is. So I joined this um, nonprofit. And uh, I came in as a, came in as a delegate. And within a week... I was raising funds uh, by selling raffle tickets, and I blew my goal out of the water in 48 hours, and in that, I realized I've really connected um, and networked for 14 years, and I'm able to kind of put my hands out and help to raise money for this organization. Um, We throw a conference during Pride Weekend every year. It is going to be June... Fuck me, of course, now that I'm having to talk about it, I can't. It is... This year will be... June 
23rd, 24th, 25th, and 26th. And the host hotel is the West End Times Square. Now, what this is, is it's four days of activities. There is normal fun shit like pool parties and dance parties and rooftop events. There are workshops, um, you know, that range from meditation to sex and recovery. And there are nightly big meetings and we have a keynote speaker. Um, It's just four days of stuff that excites me now. And I'm very happy to have my foot and my hand in this pot. So with that, I am going to say if any of you have any insight to corporations or businesses or donors that would be interested in sponsorships or donations or places I can apply for grants, please get a hold of me via social media because I have a very steep goal that I've set for myself that I would like to reach this year. So that's kind of been what's leading me through all of this was to continue pushing forward. I made it a year and I knew I wanted to do more. I'm writing a book about my life, which kind of talks about what got me to the place where I was. But in having all these conversations and meetings and stuff, you really get to know yourself and get to know others. And I wanted to make sure that my platform is used to amplify voices and stories of those people who share similar stories such as mine. I do want to just talk about the fact that in the gay world, our safe spaces, quote unquote, are generally bars and nightclubs. And I'm very lucky that I'm someone who has a gay person in recovery. I can go into these places with little to no hesitation. Um, I really look at my Tuesday night show now as a job. I am there to do one thing, and that is have fun and make money and get out and buy nachos. (laughs) But um, it is shocking to me how normalized it is that we um, congregate as a community at festivals and parties to do drugs and dance. And, you know, it's... I just don't think it is as realized as it should be. Um, The other night after my show at Playhouse, I was in the bathroom and um, splashing water on my face because I use eyeliner that doesn't come off without hot water. And I saw these two kids come in. Um, One was white, one was black, and they were 20, 21 Um, For the purpose of a bar, they were 21. Um, But it reminded me of me and Maddox back in fucking 2007, 2008. They came in, they were taking pictures, and they both went into a stall together. Um, And I heard them say, oh my god, girl, tonight's going to be so fun. Our night's just getting started. And I was like, that was me. And if what... I know now, I knew then, I think I would have done a hundred things differently. Um, I personally am not of the mindset that I was born with an alcohol and drug addiction. 
I truly believe that my environment and my circumstances led me down a road of bad decisions. And I was celebrated for being someone who did cocaine and got drunk. Um, I was paid for it. I was hired because of it. When you're a party girl who can draw a good time, people want you at their events. But all of those good times didn't always end in good times. Many times they ended horribly. And, you know, that's just a re realization of where I am now. And, you know, I'm very excited to announce a partnership between the Gay and Sober um, nonprofit and Gay Pride Apparel. We are working on that currently, but we will be releasing an entire collection with Gay Pride Apparel. All of the proceeds from that will be going right back to Gay and Sober. So we are able to throw this conference and we are able to provide good places to do it and provide great speakers because at the end of the day, we're talking about speakers that want forty to $50,000 for a speaking engagement. We bring in a drag queen to do the raffle for that event. And usually they are a couple thousand dollars. Like every little thing just adds up. And I've had such a great relationship um, with the boys of Gay Pride Apparel. And I am just so honored that they were willing to do this for us. But that's to come. We're in the very beginning stages of designing everything. But look for that coming soon. I do want to say, if you are someone who would like to come on and talk about your experience in recovery, or if you have issues with recovery, if you are of the mindset that people can just make their own choices, I want to have that conversation. If you're someone looking for a little bit of help in conversation, and you want to remain anonymous, you can come on. We can keep your name anonymous. I mean, if you have a voice like Ross Matthews, it might people might know who you are. But I'm just letting you know, like, this episode was kind of just to dip our toes in and let everyone know what's coming. I'm not sure what days I'm going to be releasing. I am going to really work to make sure it is once a week. The Patreon will continue. I'm going to use the Patreon to kind of dive a little deeper into the conversations that we have. Um, and, you know, if there are some things that come up in interviews that I just think are too much for a regular episode, they will be going to the Patreon. So this is going to be a little bit more of an edited podcast than it was before. It, you know, we were a one take wonder before, and now there's kind of some thought and effort that's going to go into this. So if you have any ideas of people you would like me to reach out to for interviews, um, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, Something was said when I was doing Hardcore Honesty, and it was that the things I was doing and saying weren't very sober of me. And that, I just want everyone to know, uh, not everyone falls into the same fucking box for sobriety. 
I work in bars. I have liquor in my house. My husband drinks. My father drinks. I'm around people that drink. I did not cut social ties the way that I most likely was told to do. Um, And that's what works for me. So this podcast is not a preachy place. Of course, my phone rang. Um, So I just want to close with saying this is not going to be a podcast that's preachy and all of that, but it is going to be a place where I share my experience and the experience of others and what has worked for them, what has worked for me, what hasn't. Um, I'm in no way saying everyone needs to get sober. I will tell you this. It has changed my life. I have seen people who I don't believe are alcoholics get sober and seen the change in their life. Um... I do not believe everyone has an issue. I think everyone should work a 12-step program because even if you're not um, battling addiction, the process of it and what it did for me mentally and emotionally and the way I now look at life is very different. And I am going to say Happy Thanksgiving to all of you um, without sounding too cheesy. I am incredibly thankful for my life and to where it is now and for the gift of recovery. And I want you all to do one thing for me, and that is when you are in a hard place, I want you to go into it with a place of gratitude because we can always find something to be thankful for. We're alive, we're in that moment, we're feeling it, and we're moving through it. Um... Oh my God, this sounds so gross. Why don't I go do a sound bath? (laughs) Okay, you guys, this has been our little introduction to the Hardcore Sobriety podcast. My name is Logan Hardcore. Please give us five stars on iTunes. And you know how to get a hold of me on all social media. You know I enjoy a conversation. So with that, have an amazing holiday. And I look forward to talking to you all soon.